Hello and welcome to I Don't Know The Podcast, episode 58, 2022 predictions. The end of 2021 is finally upon us, and what a year it was. It started off with a bunch of rednecks storming the US Capitol building instead of going to therapy, and it ended with the sad deaths of Anne Rice and Desmond Tutu. In between, we decided to go back outside, and then we decided to go back inside again. It was another shitty COVID year. But who could have predicted that? Well, quite a lot of people, from tarot card readers and psychics and even Pleiadian channelers. But do they really know what's going to happen? Can they really give us the information we really need to guide us through the next year? I don't know. And there's only one way to find out. People have been claiming to predict the future for centuries. The best known of these was some French asshole called Nostradamus, who wrote a book called Le Prophétise. That dumb fucking book claims to make predictions up to the year 4000. Nostradamus wrote his stupid book in quantrains, four line mini poems that were written so ambiguously they can make any idiot believe it means whatever you want them to. But more of that later. This episode, we'll look at the coming year and see what it might hold for us according to Pleiadians, Psychics and Tarot Readers. Oh, and that big fat bearded French prick, Nostradamus. Let's see what they have to say. Love you all so very much. What a pleasure it is to be with you, dear ones. Well, more bad news here. Very interesting, and these sound very serious. First up to tell us our collective future is our old friend from episode 37, Bracker Goldsmith. You may remember she's an older English lady who channels messages from ridiculously happy Pleiadians. I don't know why they're so happy, but in this instalment, Bracker is surrounded by fluffy toys, so, so she either has grandchildren or is as weird as I think she is. Hi everybody, welcome, and now it is my pleasure to bring in the Pleiadians to see what they would like to share with you about the upcoming year 2022. Oh, we love you all so very much. What a pleasure it is to be with you, dear ones. Bloody hell, I nearly jumped out of my skin. Tools, you see, it's all about tools. T for two. <laughs> yes, always remember that there is another view, another opinion. I get it. There are three twos in 2022. And always remember that you've changed your mind many times. You've gone from right to left and left to right. And we want you to remember that this year you're going to get a lot of duality. Yes, you're going to have an opportunity to see the other side and to be able to uh, relax into 
not minding that there is another side. She's barely started and already I have no idea what she's talking about. Not getting yourself worked up about it, you know. The aspects are showing that there will be more polarity coming up, dear ones, yeah? But you can embrace polarity. Nope, I still don't know. I wish the Pleiadians would speak more plainly. It is like looking at the South Pole and saying, well, I don't like you, I only like the North Pole. It's ridiculous, isn't it, you see? All I know is that Antarctica is the only continent that doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't know what's wrong with them. So you are living on these different poles. Some of you are on the North Pole and some of you are on the South Pole. But you're still on the same planet, dear ones, yes? So it doesn't matter which pole you're on. <laughs> you're on the same planet that is spinning around. I don't live on any pole. And your heads are getting spinned, so expect to be in a spin cycle during much of this year and get ready to spiral yourself out of the densities. Don't allow yourself to get stuck on one pole, because the poles are shifting anyway, which many of you know. I didn't, but okay. So don't be baited by people's invitation to argue. Just say to somebody, well, you know, uh, that's your view and uh, that's all right with me. <laughs> you see, let somebody be where they want to be. If they want to sit at the South Pole, let them sit at the South Pole, dear ones. Don't try and pull them to the North Pole or to the equator. Yes, you want to pull everybody to the equator. But you see, you'd be bored if you all sat on the equator. You'd say there's not enough change here. The weather doesn't change. We don't see enough of the seasons. Okay, so these are geographical metaphors saying people have different opinions. This is hardly groundbreaking stuff. This really isn't predicting anything. So we want you to recognise the seasons of the year. Some of you are starting out in the summertime of your seasons, and others of you are starting out in the wintertime of your seasons as the year begins. We already know that. We want you to tune in to your rhythms. It's going to be very important, otherwise you're going to end up in the spin of things. And goodness gracious, there's a spin happening in your media. There's a spin happening around so many things. Uh, so... Don't get caught up in that hurricane, in that tornado. You be that single eye. Me? I don't want to be that single eye. It's a very exciting time, dear ones. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Don't make things too complicated, yes? One thing at a time. That's how I tend to do things already. That's it. Just one thing at a time. While you're with us right now, just watch us and enjoy us as we deliver to you the messages for the coming year. I'm watching, but I'm not enjoying. Hopefully they'll get into the actual predictions now. So this is the one thing, is not to get caught up in the polls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Because you see, there's one, if you look at the seesaw. Yes, the seesawing, your seesawing. Yes, one of you is in the air while the other one is down below. And then the other way around, up and down and up and down and up and down. And what you are wanting to do is to get out of this whole cycle of the ups and the downs. And to find a place where all is accepted. Oregon? So yes, the weather patterns are changing. There's no question about that. And there will be some big shifts coming up during this coming year. But don't be afraid of it. Welcome it. I live in England. I am not afraid of the weather changing. Mother Earth is wakening you up. 
So many of you have been unconscious. You wander around half asleep, many of you, yes? You don't eat when you eat. You don't sleep when you sleep. You're doing a million different other things at the same time. And what we are wanting when we say simplicity, we are saying to you, just be where you are and do the one thing that you can do in that moment. Okay, one thing at a time. But this really isn't helping. Goodness gracious, dear ones, and don't get too serious, yeah? Don't allow yourself to get caught up in the seriousness of everything, because everything is changing very, very quickly. There is an acceleration taking place during this year. There is an acceleration of healing. There is an acceleration of consciousness. There is an acceleration of aliveness, of beauty, all kinds of things. You're going to find a, an intensification of what it is you are able to feel. Now I'm lost again. You will feel one another more than you have felt one another. I don't like the sound of that. It is very important to come back to the inside of you. And to say to yourself, what do I need right now? I need to stop watching stupid YouTube videos. Look at the birdies in the sky. I do already. In fact, I'm building the world's most awesome bird table. Wash your hands. Again, I'm already doing that. Wash your hands of certain things. Some of you, you've been taught these last year and a bit, you know, keep washing your hands, wash your hands. But wash your hands with complete and complete awareness. I do. For two happy birthdays. Everything involves awareness. There is a new consciousness arising. And many of you know that. And you will be going between being together with ones and then being on your own for a while. And then together and on your own, and together and on your own. <laughs> this really isn't helpful at all. Because you must come into your own energy to get strong in self and your uniqueness, after all. And then you come and you be with others for a while, but you are very easily influenced by one another. Yes, you really touch one another. There it is again. The Pleiadians want us to touch each other. And you want to be very clear about what you want to be influenced by and what you don't want to be influenced by, hmm? And whether or not I want to be touched. She goes on for a very long time about being alone and then not being alone and people's energies and then it's back to the fucking weather. You can't say to the springtime, I don't want you spring. Well, spring is coming. <laughs> and that's it. Equally, you can't say, well, winter don't come. Well, winter will come. All these different stages, they come and they go. I'm beginning to hate the Pleiadians. It's a wonderful time to be alive, dear ones. It's a wonderful time. There is so much help coming into your planet now. There is so much assistance. There is so much light. There are so many wonderful beings who are surrounding each and every one of you, dear ones. There is? You are dearly loved. We love you all so, so very much, dear ones. We really, really do. We want to hug every single one of you. We really do. And we do it virtually. Yes, you're going to find your virtual world is growing. They're talking about touching us again. More and more and more. You'll be doing more and more virtually because the brain doesn't know the very difference between a virtual experience and an actual experience, you see. Actually, Pleiadians, my tiny little brain can tell the difference. So you're going to be able to take yourselves to new realms, new realities, new possibilities, away from the aging and the dying to something that is so much more enlivening for all of you. I think she needs to check on that dog. Goodness gracious, time is going to change. Your perception of timing will change. Your perceptions are shifting to a wider focus, a wider lens. 
He's still barking. Maybe it's an intruder. Maybe he's just hungry. So accept whoever is wherever. Welcome them into your heart, no matter where they are. You're bigger than all of this. Maybe a kid's stuck down a well or there's a fire somewhere. You'll need to be courageous. You'll need to keep stepping out and stepping up. Keep doing it, keep doing it, just as Bracha keeps doing it. She says, oh, do I need to channel? Yes, you do. <laughs> do I really? Yes, yes, yes. Keep going, keep going, keep going. We love you all so very much. We really do, do, do. And that's pretty much it. Brecker carries on channeling a, a bit while the dog is still barking. We never find out what the dog wants. And we never find out what's going to happen in the next year either. Let's face it. The Pleiadians are pretty useless. I want to know if there's going to be a war or if there's going to be a natural disaster. Not whether we should touch each other or not or which pole is my favourite. Since the Pleiadians are so shit and I should have learnt my lesson from listening to them before, I thought I would have to go in another direction. On YouTube I found Magic Adam. He's relatively new, having only started his channel four months ago. He describes himself as a tarot reader and a life coach, and I'm not sure which of those I dislike more. But he is bold enough to put his money where his mouth is and broadcast his predictions for the next year, specifically regarding COVID. Hello, welcome to my COVID-19 2020 tarot reading. What can we expect from COVID-19 in 2022? What will be the overall damage and is it going to get better or worse? I might take him a bit more seriously if he didn't have the weird Nintendo-like music in the background. We have a lot of variants that we've been talking about, especially Omicron. That's the one that's emerged recently that people are kind of worried about. And are these going to get worse? Will they get more lethal? Can we expect these vaccines to help us, or will they prove futile in the long run? Well, he's, he's asking all the right questions. And will these new variants lead to us forcing us to, you know, batten down the hatches, as your pirate friends say. I don't actually have any friends who are pirates. I mean, a pirate would make a terrible friend. Because will things be closed up again? Stores, restaurants, bars? What level of openness, traveling internationally, for example, will we have next year? Perhaps the coronavirus will finally leave us alone because it develops good manners and it doesn't want to see us cry. Let's find out. Yes, let's. The big word on this street is that Omicron has arrived, and while this sounds like a superhero villain, it's actually just the next letter in the Greek alphabet for which these variants are being tagged. And what happens when we reach the end of the Greek alphabet? Is this just the Illuminati's way of making sure that we all know the Greek alphabet? What's next, the periodic table? You should know the Greek alphabet and the periodic table. It's, it's got nothing to do with the Illuminati, it's, it's basic education. And I wonder if children living today, here, now, will recall in some future era their time during certain letters of the Greek alphabet. We thought Omicron was bad, but then Pi came along. Yikes. Yikes indeed, future person. I'm beginning to think Adam might be a bit of a dick. So here we have the cards that came up in my reading. The Knight of Swords, the Seven of Swords, the King of Cups, and the Seven of Discs. Is that a good hand? I don't know. So let's take a look at this. In general, I thought of this as the year and each of these being a quarter of the year. So we begin with the Knight of Swords, and this is a very aggressive attack on the 
coronavirus, I see it as like this is just further implementation of strategy, vaccines, and so on. So a very, uh, I think this is a strong start to the year. Well, that sounds good, but I hope Boris isn't basing his decisions on having no restrictions on this. And then after that, we see the Seven of Swords, which is, I think of it as a card that is like a victory, but not necessarily the satisfying victory that you'd hope for. Something has turned, some level of tide has turned at this point. And I, th I think the first half of the year is a very strong, aggressive assault on the coronavirus through vaccines. That's the strategy that we're employing the most. So, good news? But beyond that, let's take a look. So we have in the fall this King of Cups. This is very interesting because the King of Cups is, you know, cups are all about emotion. I thought they were all about coffee, but what do I know? And this is this is about as strong as an emotion you can feel, King of Cups. So what for whatever reason we're experiencing this this strong emotion and again i'm i'm only reading the cards based on the energy that i'm feeling and i feel the energy of this some kind of exasperated feeling and i i'm trying to figure out is this coming from a sense of victory over the coronavirus or is this coming from a new variant a new assault uh, that we're going to have to deal with it's hard to read that, I'm, I admit, but there's something in the fall that is, we're either kind of emotionally just burnt out and drained from all this fight on the coronavirus, and we're like, is this ever gonna end? Are these new variants ever gonna end? Or is this gonna be like some level of um, new horror that we're experiencing, we're like, ah. So he can't tell if that card is good or bad. Isn't that the whole point of tarot cards? So it's hard to tell. I feel like it's not good either way though. Like it's, it just feels like overall a sense of exhaustion and fatigue from having to constantly face this and that it seems like a, a battle without end, a war that we have no uh, end game in sight, you know? That's not the future, that's the present. For the fall seven of discs, this is, especially in these circumstances, this looks almost like a grave digger burying uh, you know, corpses and so on. I, I feel like this is just the, the level of resignation and catharsis that we felt through this year, struggling with this, never quite having a clear victory and just the overall state of things. But my overall reading for coronavirus in 2022 is not super optimistic. It's pretty uh, just constant battling, you know, attempts to restrain the virus as much as possible. Uh, continuing to wear masks, continuing to minimize, you know, wide open social settings, but still happening. Well, that's just great, isn't it? I, I think that's the level that we're going to have for a while. It's just this level of the sameness of, you know, you do your best to protect against the virus. Perhaps you get your vaccine if there's a new vaccine, but it's not going away because the thing about viruses is they reproduce at least thousands, maybe millions of times more quickly than humans. They reproduce every day, so. Ooh, Adam knows his stuff. That allows mutations to come in and these, that's where these variants are coming from, these constant mutations through the speed of the replication. So keeping up with that is a, a challenge that we we'll have to face as humans, and not just for this coronavirus, but for other viruses and other diseases that we may face in the future. 
He's not really telling us anything we don't already know. The good thing that has come out of this is that there's been an enormous amount of research and until, you know, maybe in some future day we'll, this will overall allow us to live healthier lives by not having these, these you know, micro-targeting of specific diseases, but that we can um, defend our bodies in ways that bypass all diseases. That's kind of the goal and as we transition out of our human bodies to some extent, what? What's he talking about now? You know, augmentating our bodies with devices and therapies and so on that are going to alter our definitions of humanity. Like, we can dream of, like, what would be a perfect world in which we don't have to even deal with diseases at all. And I think that's that awareness of that knowledge of we've seen that that is possible. It is? I mean, we know it is possible <laughs> because that's when you can imagine something, conceive it then that's like the first step so it's kind of like a lot of the inventions that Leonardo talked about in his notebook by conceiving it you create this field of potentiality for which it might exist so I think he's talking about da Vinci and not DiCaprio at least I hope so especially after seeing that pile of shit don't look up the desire for that to happen is what allows it to happen and I think in the long run, it will be all this research that's going on is going to benefit us enormously. Research will benefit us. And it's on those wise words that Adam finishes. Uh, he doesn't really. He does do a bit where he tells you to hit the subscribe button, but I doubt you really want to hear all about that. Magic Adam has also failed to really predict anything really concrete. It's going to be mostly bad, but then he's not sure about that. And it's easy to make a 50-50 guess when something's already happening. So, Tarot hasn't gotten us any wiser. The Palladians are even worse. So, now we're going to learn about Nostra fucking Damas. For anyone who doesn't know, and I doubt that's any of you, Nostradamus was a French astrologer and physician. He was reputed to be a seer and is best known for his book, Le Prophetes, which contains... 942 quantrains purporting to predict future events. Trying to find a video of someone presenting Nostradamus predictions for 2022 wasn't easy. Most of them have a narration by one of those boring robot voices, but I did find one with a human voice on A Stranger World Than Fiction. We've all heard of Nostradamus. We have heard a lot of his predictions. Some of us believe them. Some of us do not. Some of them only believe them when there's something good. Take a listen to these and see where you fit in. Do you think these things will happen in 2022? I don't know, but I hope there's something nice in there. These predictions are all over the place. People post things about Nostradamus constantly. Specifically here, we're looking at yearlyhoroscope.org and Nostradamus predictions for 2022. Let's see what they have to say. All right, get on with it. But she doesn't. She goes into his methods until finally... Number one, the U.S. dollar will collapse. According to Nostradamus predictions in 2022, inflation will spiral out of control and the U.S. dollar will collapse. And gold, silver, and Bitcoin will be considered assets in which it's worth investing more money. Well, that's not too bad for me. I don't live in the U.S. anymore. But I have sold all my Bitcoin. 
He says the copies of gold and silver inflated, which after the theft were thrown into the lake, at the discovery that all is exhausted and dissipated by the debt, all scripts and bonds will be wiped out. That's a big one. It's a bit ambiguous, isn't it? Number two on the list is that Putin will be no longer in 2022. Russian President Vladimir Putin has survived at least five different attempts on his life. In 2022, one might come true, per Nostradamus, on a stormy night when he will sail on the sea and be struck by lightning. No fucking way. Says the man himself, the great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt, an evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, another falls at nighttime, conflict at Reims, London, and pestilence in Tuscany. That could really mean anyone. And I don't like the idea of London being reamed. I might have to move again. Number three, Nostradamus predicts a huge hurricane in France in 2022. A huge hurricane is causing fires, droughts, and flood in France and in many parts of the world. And, says Nostradamus, a worldwide starvation shall take place. He says many cities will be troubled by sudden change. Tents will be pitched, by people, of course, of foreign tongues, rivers, darts, shaking of a land and sea. France isn't particularly known for hurricanes, but one thing there is interesting. There are tents belonging to people of a foreign tongue in France, especially in Calais, where desperate asylum seekers have set up. There's also large numbers in Paris last time I was there. But surely that's just a lucky guess, right? Number four, you guys should at least appreciate this one. Nostradamus says that artificial intelligence will attack the human race. Oh, shit. Now I wish I hadn't been so mean to Alexa. Your personal computer will be able to simulate the brain power of a small village. Computers with artificial intelligence, human interface, will wake up and consider mankind, their creators and masters, to be intellectually inferior. That could easily happen in Croydon. Robots will destroy mankind. How do we feel about that one? Well, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. On to number five, which says, Explosion in the Mediterranean Sea, east of Menorca Island. Near the island in the Mediterranean, the sky will burst with a great explosion that will spread in the atmosphere during the test of a nuclear warhead or missile. I don't think anyone is allowed to test nuclear weapons in the Mediterranean. I, mean, I might be wrong. I haven't done the research. Nostradamus says, Five and forty degrees the sky will burn, fire drawing near to the new city. Scattered great flame will explode when the Normans will be tested. That just sounded like nonsense. Well, more bad news here in number six. Really? Asteroid shower will destroy Earth. Nostradamus says a great fire will fall from the sky for three nights. The cause will appear both stupefying and marvelous. Shortly afterwards, there will be an earthquake. Well, I'm glad I haven't made any plans for the next year. Goes on to say that this prediction indicates an asteroid will shower and befall the planet. If a big enough rock falls into the ocean, it could cause giant tidal waves that engulf the land and cause major disruption. An earthquake would also cause tsunamis, and untold damage could be caused 
by the rising sea waters. Maybe we shouldn't have laughed at Kevin Cosner. On to number seven. Also, not very fun. A devastating nuclear bomb will explode in 2022. Another one, or is it the same one as in the Mediterranean? A nuclear bomb will explode and produce climate changes and changes in the Earth's position in the heavens. Nostradamus says, for 40 years, the rainbow will not appear. For 40 years, it will be seen every day. An arid earth will grow more dry and great floods when it will be seen. That is kind of happening already, so it's a year off. Number eight, three days of darkness. The year 2022 will bring destruction, followed by peace. A darkness of 72 hours will precede peace. The time of the year may be autumn, for there will be snow on the mountains, but not yet on the lowlands. The sign of the cross will appear in the heavens. The war will end as quickly as it began, and a natural phenomenon will end it. The last battle will be near Cologne, and it will be won by the West. Is all that going to happen before or after the meteorite destroys the Earth? No more modern lifestyle with its conveniences will exist after three days of darkness. What? I won't be able to use my air fryer? Whole nations will vanish. Two-thirds of mankind will be abandoned by God. Considering God is allowing two nuclear bombs, a meteorite, and robots killing all humans, I'd rather take my chances without him. Very interesting, and these sound very serious. This author goes on to share with us Things you may not know about Nostradamus. No, fuck that. Whoever interpreted those is a frickin' psychopath, and I don't want to hear anything else they have to say. I actually think I liked it when the predictions were more vague. I want the Pleiadians to tell me they love me again. Episode 58. 2022 Predictions. The Epilogue. So, what have we learnt this week? We learnt that the Pleiadians want us to touch each other next year. You will feel one another more than you have felt one another. We learnt that Covid will be good and bad in 2022. So, uh, it's hard to tell. I feel like it's not good either way though. Like it's. And we learnt that some people who interpret Nostradamus' quantrains are nihilistic maniacs. On to number seven. Also, not very fun. We already knew from episode 37 that the Pleiadians are pretty much useless and never stay on topic, so I don't know why I featured them. Laziness, probably. And Magic Adam didn't really give us much either, but then he is new at this. Nostradamus has been quoted for years. It's said by some that he predicted the world would end in 1999. It didn't. So then the interpreter said it would end in 2012. Again, it didn't. Most of the guys that study this just seem to be doom mongers and people who masturbate over end times scriptures. That shit can be made to say anything to the extent that the Nazis dropped Nostradamus predictions all over France during World War II. Then the Allies responded by dropping their own interpretations that contradicted the Nazi ones. So if literally anyone can have a go at making predictions, then I will too. After all, I did attempt to become psychic in the last episode. So, here we go. Prediction number one. Prince Andrew will move into the Ecuadorian embassy to avoid extradition to the US after his mum kicked him out of the basement of Windsor Castle. 
Prediction 2. Space aliens will arrive, meet our leaders, and then fuck off, never to be seen again. And Prediction 3. I Don't Know the Podcast will continue in its own haphazard way over the next year. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you to our new patrons who are Todd X, Sean Watson, Mike Henry of Bandology with Mike and John, Amelia Childs of Ghost Hunting in New England, and Jamie Miller of Surf City Bake Shop Huntington Beach. Also, thanks to our graphic designer, Raymond Rowell of Project Raven Creative. Thanks for listening and tune in again to find out what else I don't know. Things have